The name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Get that through your head. I don't care what the scoreboard says. At the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. I'll make it. You don't do that to a man. He's got a million dollar idea right here. Billion dollar idea. Even better, let him flow. Okay. Well, there's nothing like a cold one after a long day, huh? Here's to feeling good all the time. And now, from the 908 studio, this is Shoot Your Shot. Brought to you by 908s, where life is great. Welcome back to the show. Shoot Your Shot, Paul Slater, the chosen one. John Gross with the boss man, John. Pauly D Pockets is back. I'm headed to Colorado this weekend. Wow, this weekend, eh? Yeah, I'm excited. Hey, sky high in Colorado. Isn't that your song? Yeah, I like that song. When I taste yep. tequila. Ooh, That's all get, about you like that. You can have you? some tequila this weekend. Oh, you best believe I will be. Wow. I'll be loose as a goose, too. You're what is it? 5,280 feet up. You get a little drunker mm-hmm. the higher you are. A little bit of a trip, ain't it? How how long are you there? Yeah. I mean, leaving Thursday, coming back Monday. This is wow. Hey, Having myself a time out there. Okay. Going to be golfing a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the courses out there is really nice. You know, they played the U.S. Senior Open there a few years back, something like that. With the Red Rocks. Something like that. I don't know what I'm going to be what I'm going to be doing, it. but uh, I'm going to be having myself a time. There's no question about it. Hey, and John. Yeah. Nobody deserves it more than me. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I do. I, I do know that. How was your trip? Oh, it's just great. I tell you what, they literally you talk like what? this. Uh, so you would have loved our Saturday. Uh, we had a uh, an eleven a, around eleven a.m. tea time. I think it was a little after that, but we got there at eleven. So that's nine a.m. Pacific. Thank you. Yeah, in many we're in Minneapolis, folks. But th- this was this course was unbelievable. Yeah, out probably thirty minutes outside of Minneapolis. You're gonna love this. We get there. The first, this is, there's, there's basically the Minneapolis versions of Warren Grossi. There's like four of them. <laughs> the, the, the cart guys. They, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get right when we get there. One rolls up to us, but uh, instead of saying like, "Hey, man," they say, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how they catch it. And they're like, "Oh, have you heard about the weather rolling in?" And. Uh, we're like, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what's going on with that? We're, we're from out of town. We don't really know what's going on. They're like, oh yeah, we're, you're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to call this thing in about thirty minutes. I mean, you could try to get a hole or two in, but there's lightning. So there, there was this big storm rolling in. So our, our tea times, at, I think, at eleven forty. Uh, we get there around eleven. We try to squeeze in one hole. They blow the horn. This thing. Everyone's in one hole after one after hole? one hole because storms rolling in. Yeah, they're like we don't know, but you, they're like you can try to wait it out. It just all because it all depends on the lightning. They'll mm-hmm. send you out in the rain. Yeah, it ain't it ain't fun. Yeah, but the liability is the lightning, right? So that we we go in, have some coffee, whatever, some some little bites, pro shop. Everyone's in there. We go out again, get another hole in. Blow the horn. No way. We end up spending the entire day there. We were there from like 11 a.m. to to 8.30 p.m. No way. Finished all 18, Paul. Good for you. But you would have loved the camaraderie. I I, I looked around about four hours in because we were in the clubhouse. And then every time we went back out, all the boys were chirping. They're like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it it was basically we were the only ones 
in the pro shop that weren't playing golf with their former junior league hockey team. It was just like oh, it was just a bunch of it was all dudes? just the fellas, and they were. I mean, you could just tell. They didn't say that, but it was like they were they were talking like this, and they were, they just looked like hockey players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's about forty of them. So you were in your element. Oh, we were the Californians. They were, they were loving us. Yeah, they were chirping me a little bit because my bag fell off the cart. You can't, you can't. It's embarrassing. That happen, but you know what? It brought us all together. Yeah, right closer. Uh, lighten the mood a little bit. You know, maybe one guy out there wasn't playing too well. John, seeing something like that happen, that'll get you going a little bit. A little spark. We got stuck out on the course the second time we went out. It was pissing on us. So, so the second time we go out, we're like, why are we going back in? We don't want to go back in. So we all tried to re- rebel a little bit. It wasn't happening. There was this one guy playing out in the rain. He got drenched. But I tell you what, just just the fellas out there in the middle of nowhere, you can't beat it. You battled the elements, huh? Battled the elements. You know, you're playing with thunder going off. What's the temperature like out there? Uh, it was hot. It was hot. So it's just a nice hot rain, like a Florida type well, thing. Well, the rain cooled it down a little bit. That okay. was actually probably the best day. To golf, the, golf the day before it was real hot, real hot. I like the rain, um, but we got the round in, just great. Do you hit up any lakes out there? Isn't Minnesota uh, the land of ten thousand lakes or something yeah, like that? A lot that? of lakes, uh, right there. Did you know the Mississippi River goes through Minnesota? Really? Yeah, all the way up. It's there. all the way go down there and then yeah. all the way up. Yeah, we were right on the river. Really? There. Um, they got these e-bikes. Do we have the? Do we have e-bikes here? Yeah, we do. They're pretty epic. I've seen people running around or riding around on these things. They're buzzing on those things. Yeah, because it's like it's pedal assist. Yeah. So these, so like you're pedaling, but it's also electric. I feel like the e-bikes are way less dangerous than the scooters. You know yeah. when you're like going on the scooter and then maybe you hit a dip or something like that, dude. You yeah. can fly off those things. Hey, don't I like the scooters? Yeah, I know. Hey, I'm not saying anything but bad. I will about the say scooter. the I'm first. So dangerous. the first night we get there, I didn't know about e-bikes. I didn't know what they were, so we all go check them out. The other two guys were were zooming way ahead of me. What? You're just a little behind, eh? And I, I was I was just like way behind. I was huffing and puffing. Turns out I didn't have an e-bike. Oh, you had a real they, bike? Yeah, they had they had both. <laughs> they had both. So I was and I was trying my best to keep up, and I was winded, Paul. But wait, did you know that you? No, none of us knew. We all took from the same bike rack of all these like public bikes. So you thought you were just a bitch? Like I can't. Pedal? I didn't know they had e-bikes. I thought uh, we all okay. had regular bikes. Oh, okay, okay. And I thought they were just way faster than me, so I was getting pretty embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was I was pretty sweaty. That's all. All right. Uh, so give us a give us a rank. Where are we sitting at? Where's Minnesota at here in the top fifty? Oh, Minnesota. You got Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities. Paul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's up there. It's high. You're thinking what? Like top ten? Oh, or are you yeah. thinking top five? Well, well, I was thinking I was I was comparing to places I've been. Okay, okay. It's like top five places place that I've been on that golf trip. On a scale of. Milwaukee, Wisconsin to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Where are we landing? See, it's it's Albuquerque is the you're, you name the top and the bottom. Yeah, and the debate's more like right, just a solid city like Kansas City. Okay, beautiful time. I think I liked it better. Really, but you know, it's beautiful so summer I weather. Go. Everyone's out in the summer. Yeah, every single patio is packed. At Youngtown, too, Paul. You like it? I've been to Minnesota. Okay, Minneapolis. Okay. Uh, 
Very nice spot. You hit the Skyways. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something about the Skyways. What an invention. Yep. John, it gets cold out there in the, in the wintertime. Very, very cold out there. But sometimes you don't even have to step outside. You go from one building yep. two miles down the road. You didn't step outside one bit. Were you there in the winter? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was like, you know. Oh, well. Oh, you know, John, yeah. it was like uh, November or something. It was like 40 degrees. We call it hot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've been out there. Good good little spot well, in Minnesota. I didn't go in the Skyways, but I saw them. It was, t- it was beautiful weather. I was yeah. like, riding my e-bike. Yeah. Second day, I got, true, the, got true, the real true. one. Great. Yeah, you can't. You don't need to ride the Skyways when it's beautiful weather yeah. out there. Uh, Well, great. I'm glad. I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, I'll recap my little trip okay. next week, John. Can't wait. John, I got myself a, uh, an absolute gauntlet of schedule of vacations coming up here. Not yeah. really vacations, but... Next week, go to Colorado. Week after, San Marcos for a wedding. San Marcos, huh? Yeah, it's John, it's right there uh, next to San Diego, but not quite, right? I'll be in San Diego. Maybe we'll meet up. That weekend, huh? Yeah, huh? Well, I got to work on the front lines on Saturday. The wedding's on Friday. Okay. But maybe, hey, maybe in a little morning. Hey, you never know. A little brunch brunch or something? What's uh, what's that spot? Broken Yoke. Broken Yoke. Huh? We probably could hit that up. Uh. Then the week after that, John, the listeners may know, we got Tahoe coming up. Uh, I mean, Tahoe could be, and it could be the best trip we're, we've ever had. We'll see. We'll see. Where's your golf game going to be? Good. Okay. I think I'm going to be good. Okay. But you, what, what's that about? What's that I, I just, about? I, I'm interested because I think a lot of guys are playing. You know me, I'm solid. Yeah, you. I mean, I'm not gonna show up and play great, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. You're gonna play rock solid. Good. I'm gonna play rock solid good. And can some of you, can some of you other guys? I don't know. Hey, if I could play average, John, that's all we can hope for. Hey, your average is better than my good. He's I don't gotta think not that's blow true. Up. Nope, you can't. You gotta get rid of these double bogeys. Yeah, the, the double bogeys are. They're always gonna be there, John. You got to get rid of these eights, these nines, John. Too many trips will ruin a trip. That's, That's what true. I like to say. Good point. Good point. All right. Uh, I'm excited. Big, hey, big yeah. weeks coming up. Hey, a lot of content. A lot of content. This isn't for me. These trips aren't for me, John. No. It's for the listeners out there. Uh, I got a quick... Actually, let's, let's talk about it. Probably the most anticipated interview in the history of our show. Yeah. With a legend... That we may or may not have created. Yeah. Long Beach Polyhead football coach Stephen Barbie. We have him on the show. First time ever meeting him the other day. Uh, great interview. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something, John. What a guy. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? Have you ever seen that old that proverb where it goes? Two there were two brothers. One was crazy successful and rich, and one was super or in a drunk. Okay. And you, you ask them both why, and they said, because my my father beat me and was a drunk or something like that. Okay. And so that, like, the rich one used as motivation. Yeah. And the poor one took it took it on himself, you know. We're the rich, we're, no, 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 we're the, uh, we're the drunk dad that's mean. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're the chirping guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Barbie yep. took that, and rubbed it in our faces. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. 
So uh, that just shows what a guy is. I'm going to be honest with you, John. I think he might be the best guy in Long Beach. Oh, he's incredible. Like, I don't want to hype the interview too much because, you know, you you set the bar low, you exceed it, all of a sudden you're a hero. But if you set it too high, you don't reach it, then you know what I mean? Yeah. But Barbie was incredible. Incredible. What a guy. Uh, One of those guys where, I, I think I told you yesterday, I want to throw back a few beers with them. Mm. And then we were having such a good time throwing back the beers. Let's get back nightcap, nice bottle of wine. Yep, yep. He's that type of guy. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? We don't even know that much about him. Maybe no. he's not that type of guy. <laughs> I don't know. But, God, he's he's the best. He is, uh, he is the perfect man to be the head football coach at Poly High School. Yep. Can, can you that that could be said, right? He's he's perfect for the job. He's perfect. What he's doing in the community, uh, the tough love, mm. but also the nurturing of these young athletes. I can't get enough of this guy. I do. I, here's a question that got brought up to my mind. What? Where did he coach before this? St. Margaret's, I believe. Okay. Is there a St. Margaret's and a Santa Margarita? And yes. is that not the same exact word? That's a great point, John. I didn't think about that. Because I, here I was going to say he coached at Santa Margarita, and then he said St. Margaret's, and then I'm you know me. I don't know a lot of Spanish. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's the same thing. So you're thinking, maybe you're right. What's going you, on with that? I, maybe you're You might be right. It's the and, same school? And he was just trying to, because he knows you're the whitest he, dude yeah, of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, He saw me as like, I better I better dumb this down. Yeah. This is St. Margaret's. Yeah, maybe he, he maybe. He didn't know I know about the whole Santa. Yeah. Yeah. I know about Because, I mean, you're a San Diego guy. Yeah. Like, you know a little bit about the Hispanic culture. Uh, I believe they're two different schools. Okay. Santa Margarita, uh, like the Eagles or something like that. St. Margaret's, different school, I believe. Okay. You want to see I have title over there, too, I believe. This guy went... I didn't... There's so many other questions we had. I know. I do have a bunch more to, to ask him. And we'll I save it, yeah. But but here's the deal, John. I had them all going. I, I The questions were ready. I was ready to fire them off. It's not like I forgot. I, they were all up there. But we just ran out of time. Yep. He's busy. You're busy. I'm busy. What's one thing that we have that we... Need, all need more of yeah time, time john yeah, time. time uh all right before we get to the interview, i got one quick thing we'll grab my gears okay uh it kind of has to do with with uh not barbie but the environment okay. high school school mm -hmm. yep you school, know how it is yeah education education exactly john the other day i saw a back to school commercial we can't be fucking having this in july you can't give me a back-to-school commercial in July. It's not time yet. You can't give the summer scaries already. Yeah. yeah. I do have a Like, you said you have four weeks to travel in a row. I got the same thing, Paul. No, I got one week and off. I do have one week and off. Uh, why, do, why do we all travel so much in the summer? Why can't we spread this thing out like, like you know what I mean? I totally agree with you. It's tiring. I'm a John. I'm a, it's not that it's tiring. It's like, all right, vacation's great, but one of the worst feelings in the world is getting back from vacation and having to do that Monday after Monday after Monday. Yep. Like, what's that? that? That's no good. It hurts. It's it, like I'd rather just be here than be coming back from an incredible time. No, I agree with you. So you're saying instead of going four straight weekends. 
give me a nice give me a nice weekend in July. Give me a nice weekend in October. Give me a nice That's weekend in March. No one's traveling in January. No. You know, and it's kind of a shame. It is There's a, shame. a lot of beautiful places out there in January. Yeah. Well, it's just a thought. Because it's like... You're right. It's so great to have no worries. Is when you're on vacation, just, you're not thinking about work. You're not thinking about nothing. But then you got to get back and it all pounces back on you. Who Who made it just, you know socially acceptable to just plan all of your vacations in the summer? Is it because the weather is a little bit better? Yeah, it must be the weather. Because you can't, like, nobody allows you to go on vacation in, well, I guess you got yourself, like, December. Maybe people just always go on vacation. Maybe. It's just, maybe just weddings and stuff happen in the summer more. Because let's be honest, like, we didn't plan any of these vacations. Yeah, that's true. We're just true. going to weddings and bachelor parties. Yeah, you're right, you're right. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, maybe it's a, maybe it's our fault that we have too many friends. Yeah. Too many yeah. people that love us, that respect us, yeah. that believe we're the best looking podcast do in the city. Number one podcast, not a big deal. And it was kind of heartbreaking that that Barbie has a uh, wife and kids and we didn't get invited to that wedding. Yeah. I know we didn't know him yet, but yeah. he should have. No. You would think a coach with foresight. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you. Well. Hey, but they, maybe they renew hey, their vows. Oh, yeah. Were maybe they will. That? Just because of us, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna yeah. bring it up. Okay, uh, I like that. And I'm, hey, he—it seems like he's a Hawaii guy. And why not? Hey, let's renew our vows yeah. after the football season. Yep. January, mm-hmm. the weather's still nice out there. I'm just saying, it's not that bad of an idea. Coach, you should see Paul smiling in oh. Maui. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> you know what? It's gonna be a time and a half. Uh, all right, should we get to the interview? Yep, let's do it. I mean, what a guy! Our best friend, probably. Head football coach, Long Beach Poly, CIF champ, Stephen Barbie. Oh, man. I feel like, wow. It's like I come over. It's like I don't know what to expect. I got to be honest. I come in. It's like a little like I'm trying to get my bearings. There's cartoons, your mom. And it's like you still got it. On the show, maybe the most important guest we've ever had, I think. Head football coach, Long Beach Poly High School, Stephen Barbie. Coach, I want to start first by saying this. You know, I was a little bit unsure about you to begin with when we first hired you over here. But I'll be honest, I think you're my best friend now. Well, Welcome I, to the show, I, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, like I was saying before, definitely a bucket list uh, to be able to be on Shoot Your Shot. Uh, longtime fan, um, you know, from back in the days when you're asking other uh, guess about me to uh, random callers pretending to be me on the answering machine. Uh, you know, I, I want to say first off, thank you for uh, I believe I won the best dressed award a couple years back <laughs> before COVID. Um, you know, still proud of that award. Um, and, uh, you know, again, just a, just a pleasure. You know, you guys are awesome. Love what you guys do uh, um, in the podcast. So pleasure to be here. Can I just say I was almost going to revoke best dress. Look, I mean, looking at you here, we got the, the, I mean, I don't know if they say wife beater anymore, but that's what it is. And, but Hey, 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 but the picture behind here, I mean, that's all we need. This there thing. You go. Look at the sweat. Do you still have that sweater? You know, I have the sweater. I was, uh, I was looking around in the closet. I have the actual, the sweater that I have for you. Um, you know, for one of your Christmas sweater parties, you know, so, uh, you know, it'll be next level, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it, uh, a little hot in here. So, you know, rocking a tank top and, and and whatnot. So, you know, it's, uh, it's summertime. How was your summer coach? What you been doing? Um, 
a lot of football, a lot of football. When I uh, got away to Hawaii for a couple weeks, um, first vacation in a couple years. So it was uh, it was pretty awesome. Stayed on Big Island, had some friends out there and just honestly chilled, uh, went surfing, went to the beach every day, went snorkeling. Uh, and just honestly, I, I got a nine and 11 year old. So, uh, you know, just kind of hung with them and the wife. And it, it, it was a good time. I know, know some of our most of our guests probably don't give a fuck about football, but. I will. They, they want to know who you are as a guy. Like, what what do you do like on your free time and whatnot? Um, hang with the kids. You know, they're both big into baseball. Uh, like for me personally, uh, big reggae fan for about 35, 40 years. Uh, last weekend went to Burning Spear down in uh, San Diego. So uh, yeah, just uh, you know, love reggae music. Been a big fan of that, and um, you know, just kind of hang with the family and whatnot. So what was what was the driving factor to bring you to Poly? You um, came from from where? St. Margaret's down Saint in, Margaret's. in San Juan Capistrano. Um, you know, Poly's just one of those elite national programs. And um, I had been successful before um, at my previous school and figured, you know, the, the job is open um, and why not apply? And, you know, I got a call back and, um, you know, it was pretty... Uh, pretty awesome to walk in the interview and you know you have don norford willie mcginnis sitting on the interview panel and um you know it was about a two-hour interview and just uh you know thought i put my best foot forward and you know it uh you know week week later i got hired did you live in a gated community where we write about that uh no i <laughs> i do not i do not it is completely public accessible you know i'm not going to tell you where but uh no gate codes to uh get in but you know i do love how every reference to orange county somehow revolves around me but uh, no no gate code whatsoever so um yeah it's uh uh just a kind of normal n- normal townhome house so out of all the stupid annoying things that we or i have said uh about you not knowing you at all is there one that really like maybe you could even you're gonna thank me because it motivated you so much to be a better person um (laughs) you know man there's so many um you know it uh i I love the way you guys joke around with stuff and keep it very lighthearted. i think that you know a lot of times a lot of people take way too many things serious and um you need to have fun you know, and if, you know, it's honestly, if I, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you really laugh at? And, um, you know, um, one thing, you know, um, I did laugh, you know, first year, first year in, you know, four years later, but, uh, you know, I, I, I believe you, you referred to me as a principal on the sidelines in my, in my dress attire. And I, I did just kind of laugh at it, you know, cause, uh, I could see how that goes, but yeah. yeah. We got to get you out to one of the, as you may or may not know, we coach middle school basketball. We're probably the best in the city at it. Uh, We got to get you out to to one of our games and you could, you could rip on my attire. You know what? I'll be down to be y'all's rowdy rooter. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's if if, if it's something for the kids in Long Beach, I'm about it. So um, that'd be awesome. When did the, the sweater, you're not doing the sweater vest anymore? Dude, I haven't done it. Uh, I did it the first year and then, uh, you know, it was just, uh, a little too stuffy for me. Was so. that was that our fault? So no, 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 okay. no, I no, no. So guy. the sweater vest actually, or and, and it was never a sweater vest. <laughs> <laughs> it was never a sweater vest. It was a sweater. Okay. Um, happened by accident at my old school. Um, one of my kids um, forgot their 
their jersey. And so a kid who didn't, a starter forgot their jersey, a kid who didn't really play that much, gave him his jersey. But it was like he had, you know, just like a T-shirt on after that. And um, at the old school, we had, to, you know, I mean, we rolled with ties to bus to, you know, buses to the game. And um, I gave the kid all my, you know, I had a jacket and stuff. And so I just gave the player that. And it's just like, OK, well, I'll just sit and, you know, I'll, I'll coach in the, you know, what I wrote in on the bus, which was, you know, a sweater and, and tie and stuff. And I just um, I stuck with it, you know, stuck with it the first year. And then the second year, I was like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to change it and just kind of. You know, kind of rock what's comfortable now. Got a, um, you know, an LB hat on and, and and just roll with it. It was one of the factors that you came over here to Paul A, just get all the sick gear. Um, <laughs> definitely a benefit of it. You know, my wife, my wife always gives me a hard time telling me I have too many clothes. But um, no, it, uh, you know, it, it's a true blessing to be able to, um, you know, be in a position where you are able to get, you know, a bunch of Jordan stuff, a bunch of Nike stuff. And, you know, I mean, um, when I get a little too much, honestly, I bring it in here and just give it away to the kids. What's the, like, you, you were at a private school, right? Yep. And then now you're at a public school. Yep. What are the major differences? And, but like, Polly is also not a, not a, your average old public school when it comes to football, right? I mean, no, like you said, no, Willie not. McGinnis sitting on the board to interview yeah. the coach. So what's it like, the, the culture here? Um, it's an incredible sense of community. Um, I mean, you know, it's when you walk in here, you know, we always talk about um, the Long Beach Poly football standard. And that standard has been set for for decades of players playing championships being won. Um, and, you know, there's really no option but to be successful. Um, and it's something that, you know, as, as being in this program, um, I, I never understood it until I was in it where, you know, the people that went to Poly, either you went to Poly or you wish you went to Poly. And the people that went to Poly think that Poly was, is the greatest high school in the world. And um, it truly is. It's, it, it's a special place. Uh, there's a lot of love um, in this program and, you know, the teachers here taking care of the kids. Um, that happens. And it... Um, it's a special place to be, you know, I'm um, ultimately kids are kids. Um, you know, obviously the demographics are completely different from, um, a South Orange County public school to here. Obviously the student body is 10 times larger than it was there, but, um, you know, kids are kids and, you know, to be able to be that one person or one of the people in their lives that can tell them that they can do something as opposed to so many outside people saying you can't do this, you're not built for whatever it is, um, can be a very profound thing to be in a child's life. Um, you know, for the first time ever this year in all of Long Beach Poly history, the varsity football team had a cumulative GPA of over 3.0. And we made the CIF list and to be able to work and, you know, and have every um, player on um, weekly academic contracts and we have an academic coach and we we run a full time study hall the whole year. And to be able to really implement groundbreaking changes within this program and. You know, last year we had nine kids get out for football. The year before that, on the on the COVID season, it was another nine. Um, 
is awesome to see. And it's, you know, you look at our offer board over there and it's power five, it's Ivy League, it's high academics, it's division two, division one double A. And it, it's awesome to see. Um, it's awesome to be able to have a kid be able to use football to better their life. You know, the last two years we've had kids go out to West Point and like West Point doesn't come around to just any program. I mean, yes, you got to be a great football player, but you got to be a, a a player with high integrity, high morals, high character, um, and also have very good grades and be able to produce kids that are getting into those type of universities. And UC Davis, another incredible public uh, institution is awesome, as well as, you know, just, you know, the kind of normal power five schools that um, we're able to place kids in. So it's it's great to see and, and just honestly be a part of. I can see why a uh, coach was hired now. I mean, you, you probably walked in that interview and just freaking dominated your interview to get the gig here. Uh, this is like your fifth season now? Fifth season, going that's into freaking, the fifth season. Dude, yeah. that's insane that this is the fifth season. Did you play Auburn? Yeah, yeah. So we had, um, we lost in the first round. My first year to Jay Sarah. Um, my second year, we beat Orange Lutheran and lost to Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, the third season was the that sp- it was supposed to be the the twenty season ended up being the spring season. Went undefeated there, um, and then this past year, um, eleven and four CIF champs, and then lost in the regional game. That's was going to be my next question. How do you win in the playoffs? I mean, John and I, two of the greatest coaches here in the city of Long Beach, we can't win in the playoffs, and I was wondering how you did it. Um, I really, we really don't change anything, you know. I mean, I think you have to trust the process that got you to where you're going to be, and you know, I think it's honestly really refining just the small things, doing everything right, not having any mental errors, um, and uh, truly developing the team cohesion to be able to play together. Um, you know, I mean, last year we started off, you know, rough and, you know, I mean, we had a very rough schedule, but, you know, um, after that centennial game, you know, we sat in our film room, um, as a team and, you know, there was, it was very open and honest conversation between players, coaches. And it was, it was something where, you know, we walked out of that room and it's like, you know, there's no way we're, we're going to lose again this year. And it's, I think it's just understanding the mindset as well as, um, again, when, when everybody is rowing in the same direction, it, 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 it's hard to stop. And I, I think that, you know, ultimately, um, in playoffs, um, it's the team that's, you know, obviously peaking at the same, at the right time and playing the best football, playing the best, you know, mistake free football, or in your guys case, you know, you're not getting turnovers on basketball. You, you, you're making, you, you're boxing out and getting the boards you need, you know, you, your transition game is on point. And, you know, I think it's just, again, really looking at the factors of the stuff you do well, make sure you're doing that well. And honestly trying to stop and prepare your game plan to stop whatever the team that you're playing is doing well. That? And, and that's why we're taking another crack at it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, can we talk about uh, individually that quarterback that was going to be here and not be here? Or is that off limits? Um, I mean, we can, okay. you know, I don't, I don't have a ton to say about it. Obviously. Well, I'll ask you my question. It's also a broader question. So there's going to be some super legit quarterback already getting offers and money from college was going to be here, then left. My my more bigger question is what's it like like now that money is a thing 
Um, have you had any experience with like that in the locker room? Like that's gotta be a completely different vibe. If one kid is already making money in the future off football. Um, it's a completely different environment to, to, to be very honest. You know, I, I wish that young player well. Um, but you know, to be quite honest, um, here at poly you know it's about long beach poly football you know it's something i preach that no player is bigger than the program you know in my four years some of our best players i've sat them you know for big games because they have missed practices i've 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 removed them for the team for you know the remainder of the year and allowed them to come back the next year or you know just um there's a standard in which we play and it's about long beach poly it's about wearing you know being proud to wear those four letters on your chest um and and that's what you represent you you represent not only the football team and the school um but honestly the whole community of long beach you know i mean it's something obviously in more league we all want to beat each other but you know i i you know i love listening to your guys podcast when playoffs start and you're like we're fans of everybody and it's you know what that's I am too. And it was great to see the success that we had this past year. And I think that, you know, um, ultimately these NIL deals, it's, it's a completely different thing. I feel that NCAA, it's kind of like a Pandora's box where they opened it up and they didn't understand, you know, you, you look at some of these universities who have collectives and it's, you know, it's, this is serious money that's getting thrown at these young men. And, you know, I, I hope that they have, um, an understanding of uh, investments and, you know, really making sure this money just doesn't get squandered away. But, um, you know, I know as at least for um, all the all the kids in this program, you know, we're all we're all the same. We're all working towards the same goal. And, you know, I think that ultimately, um, you know, the accountability to each other is very important on that. Let's talk about the players on this team going yeah. forward. I want to talk about them. Who are some some guys that we need to be looking out for some guys. Um, so we got a couple, um, our, our, our senior and junior class is loaded to be quite honest. We got, um, Dalen Austin. Um, he is, um, under, under armor, all American, um, four star cornerback. His older brother was Alex Austin. He was one of my guys, my first year there. He's actually the starting cornerback at Oregon state right now. Um, he's an LSU commit. Um, he's, I feel he could be one of the best punt returners in the nation. Um, well, just when he gets the ball, he's one of those guys that he hits that seam and he's gone. I mean, he's a, a 10, 10 something hundred guy. So, you know, he, he ran track this past spring. He, he moves. Um, we got a lineman six, six, three, 300 pound Tyson Ruffins. Um, he's sitting on about 30 offers right now. Um, some power fives, West Point, uh, Georgia Tech, um, Araka Ivy Leagues. I mean, it's it's all over the spectrum. Um, in college, he'll probably play interior for us. He he can play it all. Um, and he is just a, a man among boys. I mean, he gets his hands on you, and um, you're not you're not doing too much, to be very honest. Um, got another senior, uh, Dominic Lolecio. Um, he's an Arizona commit. 64240 uh DN um we have a running back coming back 1700 yard rusher Devin Samples he's he'll be a three year starter for us um and then um 
when you look at our junior class, um, we have Darius Curry. He's our quarterback. Um, he's sitting on offers from LSU, FSU, um, Washington State, Michigan, Michigan State, um, and a host of others. So, I mean, he's he's no slouch by any means. Um, we have he had he's had a great spring. Um, you know, coming back from an ACL injury, um, we have Dylan Williams, who's um, probably top two or three linebackers in the country in his class. He's a USC commit. Uh, 6'3", 220 guy that just moves, dunks basketballs. He runs the 300 and 110 hurdles. I mean, it's there's not much this guy can do. And then, um, you know, we have Jason Robinson. He was a sophomore All-American, uh, max preps, um, over 1,000 yards receiving. So, I mean, we got we got some guys that can are, are going to be rolling, you know, to, for sure. So, um, um, you know, Joshua Kassan, he was our middle linebacker as a sophomore, 100 and 50 some odd tackles average seven yards a carry he's coming back so um it's exciting to be very honest um you know and I I still feel we played so many sophomores last year that I still feel we're young you know I mean we got some seniors but we got a rack of juniors too and you know some freshmen that are going to be coming and playing some pretty big minutes as well or that are sophomores now that's incredible yeah quick question yeah that was impressive. You named all those guys. How many weeks till you actually knew everyone's name on the team the first time you started coaching? Here? <laughs> There's a lot. How many guys are on the team? Like 80? No. You let another no, so, on? Great story. Great story. Um, when I came here um, and my first day in the program, um, we had about 73 people in the whole program. Um, we did not have a JV program. It was just a Froshoff and Varsity. Uh, when I took the program over, um, now we're sitting at about 180, 190 um, in the program. So you know we've done a ton of stuff um, from just community outreach. We've we've um, volunteered at the children's hospital up the street. We've run football camps for the kids. Um, you know, really tried to get back into the community. Really. Um, really make this a destination for all the Long Beach kids to want to go to. Um, you know, we have incredible academics here. Now we have, I feel, the best academic support in, you know, all of Long Beach, if not all of Southern California, um, you know, with what we do um, and, and our academic um, coach that, that works with, um, you know, get, making sure everybody has NCAA requirements and, and, and all that. Um, but, um it took a little while to be very honest. It, um, it was about a month, month and a half. And you know, that, and uh, w- with some of the Polynesian names, I was butchering them at first. Um, but, um, it took me a little while and, you know, the freshmen, I'll, I'll for the most part, get them down by, um, probably the end of camp, but you know, the juniors, sophomores, juniors, seniors, I, I, I got them dialed in. But at first it was, you know, it was a little while, you know, you take two or three and you just try to, you know, can, the ones you see, you know, I always address them by their name. And that way, you know, it's like, OK, you know, that is James. But you, everybody calls him Chuba, you know, so it, uh, you know, just kind of. Yeah, it took a little while. That's impressive. Can you can you give me. All right. Now is not the time to be humble. I want right. to feel like I'm interviewing you for this job. And obviously. Polly, you know, has good players. Yep. I don't know if you brought on your coaches or I'm sure you have great coaches. But 
what is it that you do well? Is it strategy? Is it inspiration? Just what do you think your biggest strength is? And then what do you leave the, to the coaches? Don't bullshit me. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want, yeah, yeah. We want. Um, you know, I think it's just an overall um, vision of the program. Um, you know, I've been blessed. Um, I'm going on year 30 of coaching high school football. Um, been blessed to be in some incredible programs. Had some incredible coaching um, mentors um, from when I started in Maryland. I coached um, on uh, in Massachusetts. Won a state title there. Moved over to Northern California. Um, won a CIF championship there and um, and then down here, you know, when I was at uh, St. Margaret's, um, very successful. Then, you know, uh, my first year as a head coach, we won the CIF championship, the regional championship, and we lost in the state championship. Um, and I think it's just, um, I mean, sometimes it's, it's a lot, but um, just being consistent with the kids, you know, I always tell the kids, um, you know, every day I'm going to love you. Some days are, it's going to be tough love and you might not want to hear what I have to say, but at, you know what? I'm going to tell you the things that I think you need to hear. That's going to be the best outcome for you. Um, and I think, you know, ultimately having the kids success at the forefront of everything you do and, and being a, a servant leader and, you know, doing everything you can for these kids, um, you know, kids aren't, aren't, you know, they, they know what's up and they know if, if it's genuine or not. And, you know, it, it and, and you guys know, you've had the coaches that you'd run through walls for. And you know why? Cause that coach loved you. And you know what? It's like, they may have been straight with you. And you, again, you, the, 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 they may have told you, you know, how it is sometimes, but you know, I think the honesty and um, whatnot with the relationship with the kids. And that's something I feel I, I do very well with um, is, um, is something that, you know, X and O's are X and O's. It's like, is that kid going to buy into you? Is that kid going to buy into what you're doing? Is that kid going to buy into the expectations as a program that you put forward? And are they going to adhere to them? And you know what? It, it, it's, it's something that, you know, treating everybody the same and the vision of, you know, understanding this is how I'm going to do things. And, you know, I mean, it was, uh, again, my first year, you know, my first game i had to sit some of my best players because they missed a practice and you know had other instances where you know what again it's it's i'm consistent and it's not well you treat that kid one way and, and that you know that that just develops animosity and whatnot i think you know being consistent with the kids and um them knowing what they're going to get in you um really helps them buy into when you say something they know you mean it they're not you're not just saying it i'm not a rah-rah guy um, you know, I always, I always laugh. I'm, you know, the pre, my pregame speeches, like, I don't really talk that, you know, like either we're, re if I got to say something to get you fired up, like, you know, it, it you, be, you better listen to somebody else then. Cause it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's something just the preparation that we do, um, and how I, I feel we've grown into more of an even keel. I mean, yes, we have a lot of emotion, but you know what we need to be. Um, on point, not get silly penalties, you know, be able to control our emotions in an emotional game. Um, that's something that I feel as a team we've grown and um, definitely benefited from. So I respect that. Just no messing around. We're not going to freaking be yelling and all that shit. Let's just gonna we're just going to boat race the shit out of these guys, beat them by 60 and then we'll get no, ready. 100 percent. I was, you know, the kids always, you know, 
I always tell the kids, um, you know, anybody with a mouth can talk. We're going to talk with our helmets and shoulder pads. And you know what? That scoreboard is going to say more than anything that anybody can put on social media or whatever. And you know what? And, and that needs to be your mindset. And, and again, it's if you're caught up in, in all the, the side talking and this and that, are you really focused on what you need to do? No, you're not. Um, and I think it's, you know, really helping develop the mental fortitude for these kids and just like, you know, what we have jobs at hand, you know, it's it's something we're going to, you know, it's it's not who we play, but how we play. And it's, you know, we, we believe that to our core. It's not it's not about the other team. You know, the other team has no bearing on what we're going to do. We're going to do what we're going to do because we prepared for it. We have our expectations for it. And it's about us and about us going out and performing the way we need to perform. Do you think they'll build a statue of you? Uh, I doubt that. I, I definitely wouldn't want one. But what, uh, what if we what if like we donated it dedicated by shoot your shot? I think that's not a bad idea. You know what? There's a lot uh, a lot more people on this campus that are so much more deserving. Um, you know, I'm just uh, honestly blessed to be in a position like this to be able to um, get a lead this great group of players, coaches um, be a piece of this community that has, um, you know, accepted me and, 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 um, you know, just, uh, again, it's a, a true blessing to be able to make a difference in all these kids' lives. Speaking of the greats, this is my last question. Uh, you know who my favorite poly football player of all time is? I don't. I want to see what your relationship with him and, and can I meet him? Okay. The Matt Corral. Um, um what do you know about this kid because i think um well, I, go ahead big fan of him okay big fan uh you know what like he 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 is a guy that i would want like you i i i he's come by and uh the times he's come by i have not been here so i have not met him okay. um but watching him play and watching him how he's carried himself it's like, I want to play with that guy. And I can see why, like, the last couple of years, like, he killed it at Old Miss. And it's like and that team rallied around him so much. And then, you know, I, in the bowl game, he could have sat out, but he didn't because he's like, my boys are like, they're dependent on me. I'm not going to just, you know, leave them at the end of the ride type deal. And um, you know what? It's uh, he's I, I feel he's going to be, um, you know, in in the league for quite some time. And um uh, you know, uh, it was I, I, I was laughing because I was thinking of one of y'all's shows um, um, the first year. And you're like, you think what do you think Matt Corral would say to Barbie? Matt Corral would, you know, and it was just it was it was comedy. But, you know, Matt is um, a great guy. Um, you know, it's he's, he's come he's come back here. And I know he's got some uh, great relationships with some of our staff here. Um, you know, it's. Uh, you know, definitely the Long Beach Poly football program is behind all that he's doing. Um, and, uh, you know, again, he he's a he's a ball player. And it just uh, again, just watching him from afar, how he's handled everything, um, you know, from from playing from, um, early on to, you know, as a leader of the team and, um, you know, seeing him get into Carolina. I think he's going to do some great things for him. Uh, I've, you don't have to comment on this, but I believe you're, he's the reason you're here. Because when I started to like him, was it the year before or two years before he came? I don't. I think the year before, only one year. Yep. Here's when he game. I was. It was a big game. I don't know who they're playing. Like, uh, it was at Vets and uh, big game for some reason. And I was on the sideline, and 
there was a play down the game. And first of all, I think they were already winning. And his coach called, I mean, some bullshit. I don't know what it was. And Matt cussed out his, not the head coach, yeah, but one of the stat, one of the guys at such an intense level and such to the point where the coach knew he was wrong and, and the, and the player on the field was taking it like Matt crowd was like, I'm not messing around out here. Like why we're not doing that. And I, from that moment on, I was like, that's the biggest winner I've ever seen in my life. You know, hey, I, that might be why you're here. Maybe that, maybe that I, I, I don't know. Go. I don't know. But I, you know, I, I'd agree with that. You know, again, just watching a, a bunch of his games the last couple of years and just seeing how he leads that team. Um, you know, again, I think it's, it's something all, all the players that play with him, they want to play for him and with him. And you know what? It's, I can see that. So, you know, he, he's definitely one of the ultimate competitors and, you know, it's, uh, you know, definitely no surprise the success he's had. Coach, this has been awesome, man. Uh, we'll get you on again soon. We got yeah, I'm way, down. I'm I got down. way more questions to ask, and I just want to chill, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, for, I'm about it. Since it's, we're uh, best buddies now. You know, definitely, like, you know. So Definitely. We'll get it going soon. Uh, good luck this year. Good luck against Milliken. As you know, I'm the, the I know, last I know. to beat him. So uh, I won't be shooting up this uh, year, so I'm expecting Well, winning, you know, but. thank God. Thank God, you know. But, um, you know, and again, anytime you guys want to come to a game, let me know. We appreciate it, Coach. Good luck, man. And, uh, yeah, we'll hang out soon. Appreciate Definitely. it, man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Wow. It looks great. Traditional American Foursquare. The plans for the statue, John, are in motion. I'm already designing. I'm already trying to figure out which picture I want to take. We're putting that statue out front of the yeah. campus. Yeah, I agree. Um, has there anybody that has, has had a bigger impact than him at that school? Nope. Well, I mean, you got Matt your Corral. mainstream. What's that? Matt Corral. Oh, that's true. You got your mainstream guys. You're, you know, Snoop Dogs. You're, by the way, patreon.com slash 908SYS. New backslash. Patreon.com slash 908SYS. Uncle Willie. If you're listening. Yeah. Just, hey, five bucks. Fifteen bucks. That's it. You you don't donate to us, though. You, you, you basically pay for us to do whatever you say. Yep. That's exactly true. Uh, Whatever you 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 request the experience. Uncle Willie, Snoop Dogg, Cameron Diaz, all Polly alum that mm -hmm. Stephen Barbie probably has a connection to John. Yep. You know, so we'll see. Hey, hey, step in the right direction here. Hey, by the way, he's a Stephen with PH. Yeah, I respect that. Do those guys ever go by Steve or no? That's a good question. Because no one's ever put S-T-E-P-H and said Steve, right? Do we know it, it's actually pronounced Steven? Because maybe it was Stefan Barbie the whole time and we oh, didn't know. Oh, that's messed up. I didn't ask him. Yeah. I just assumed. I think it's Steven. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's a good That's a good qu question, John. Because oh, I want to be on Steve basis with him, but maybe no one is. Maybe that's not even a thing. He's probably got another nickname. That, Barb. I like that. Yeah. Ayo, Barb. Yeah. Uh, the next time we talk Babs. to him, I think the next time we talk to him, that's where we, we get a little bit closer. Yeah. Uh, strengthen the friendship a little bit. This is where we, maybe he invites us to his place. Mm. He wouldn't tell us his address in the interview, which, Hey, I don't blame him. Every, he's probably a big deal in the city. People mm. are going to go want to hang out mm. with him and stuff like that. But next time, maybe we'll get there. Yeah. Get inside that gated community. Hey, 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 I'm just kidding. No, John, no. I'm just kidding. Don't talk about my friend like that. <laughs> Dude, how funny was it when he was talking about uh, 
uh, us anytime Orange County was brought up, we would always bring him his name up. Hey, that's it. Hey, what a what an honor! What a legend that we created. Yeah, this guy's incredible. Hey, he gave it. Where's my merch? It's in my. Wow, it's in the Paul car. Took all the merch. No, merch. it's in the car. I have it right now. I forgot to bring it in. Jeez, it's in the car. I forgot to bring it in. I have your merch. Okay. I'll go back and get it. Okay. I was in a little bit of a rush today. Got here right at eleven oh one. All right. All right. Uh, what a guy. What an interview. You know what's the worst part about it is, you know, never been a Polly guy, obviously, because I went to Milliken. Uh, I'm not going to be playing against Polly this week, so they probably got a, a decent shot. Uh, but you can't help for root, rooting for the guy. Oh, Barbie's unbelievable. I mean, no, it did bother me though. Huh? I oh man, I hate when Polly guys say this. He said the line of you. Well, everyone knows you either go to Polly or you wish you went to Polly. Right. It's just like that. No, but he was saying that's the philosophy that, there. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't telling us that. I guess that's good for them to think that. Right. But he wasn't telling us that. He was saying when he got there, that's the. That was that was what it was. Right. Yeah. But. Uh, Is he changing that? No. I respect. No, I don't I, think so. I just so. don't think some poly guys realize that when you say something, when you think that where you went to high school. You know what I mean? I know what if you mean. If you think where you went to high school, if it's something you bring up in conversation once you like are over the age of 15, you're just going to get people to think you're a weirdo. Yeah, I feel that. But I think what, what he's saying is he didn't come in and try to change that. He came in there. And that's and, what it was going and on. And he became part of that. Got it. Now got that's it. him now. Okay. You know, which I respect. Okay. I, hey, I respect him. That. That's not his line. I'm just saying I've heard other no, people I know say that saying. line. I know what you're saying. Don't talk about my best friend like that. Yeah, I won't. Uh, all right. Let's get to the rest of the show. I got a bunch of stuff here for you. All right? One, I don't know if you saw this, and you probably know a little bit more than me, but Water's Edge is moving, huh? I saw that. So do you know? So what's going on? Because uh, I know they got a new spot over here. They got the they got the wine bar over there. Uh, you never know fully. I, okay. I think I think he posted that it was uh, he wasn't happy with Pine Street and the homeless and this and that. Okay, which you know could very well be. Could also just be other other factors. Yep. So Water's Edge Winery, one of our top spots. Uh, love going there, getting the Big Daddy Red. People know. Uh, apparently, allegedly, this is what I'm hearing. Okay. They're moving. Yep. That's that's the, that's the story. Uh, do are they just closing their spot down? Is Colin Mitzenmacher closing the spot down, or is he trying to find a new spot? Well, so he he has the set the the wine bar now, yeah. right? Over the right, house. right, right. But I think he I was think saying, he's trying to find a new spot, but I don't know. I don't know any because because that's kind of just like a to go spot in like a little tiny area. No, well, I think he definitely. I don't know if he wants to open like a new full place, or he definitely needs like a place to actually make the right. wine. So right. like it might just be like a warehouse situation, right. which happens. Well, hey, but our guy, who, John Sweeney, he's going in across the street. Maybe we grab Water's Edge. I don't mind that idea. Which I charcuterie boys right there. Oh, that's not bad. Right, that's a good spot too because there's some bougie people that would love to do a little charcuterie night yeah, out there. Yeah, watch The Bachelor. Hmm? They already got the wine tanks in there. We could maybe we call them. We'll leave one. We for could us. swim around in those things. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad idea. Uh, I. You know, too bad they're putting that five cent place or that five dollar place right over there. What's it called? Five below. Five below, because that would have been a nice little spot for it. Uh, 
you know, get yourself deli news and, you know, yeah. it's yeah. a little Italian spot, you know, a little Italian plate. Uh, What's how long, how long till big lots is gone? It's gotta be soon. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't is, make it make work with a five below and a big lots. Is big lots still doing its thing? Oh yeah. People go there all the time. Oh, I've been in there. Yeah. They got good stuff over there. I'll tell you what. Well, it's not good, but it's it's well, cheap. Well, hey, I've been to, hey, you you know me, I'm a grocery outlet guy. That do- I go into the dollar store every hey, once in a while. You're going to like Five Below. Yeah. That's your spot. Cuz sometimes you need something a little bit more than that $1. Well, it, and they just have all that they have the junk that you need like uh I don't even know how to Soil. put it. Yeah, it's just shit. Sometimes you just need some random shit and you don't want to pay more than 5 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, paper plates. Like even around the house. I'm trying to think of something. Like a vase. Like a vase. Yeah. Like a perfect example. You got your your nieces and nephews or something coming into town. They want to go to the beach. You got to get those old buckets yeah, with the yeah, shovels. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. go to Target, they're 12 bucks. You go to Five Below, they're 4.99. So true. So is is Five Below going to put Target out of business? No, Target's Target. I'm just I'm just saying Target will be the last one standing. I think Amazon goes before Target. Is Target Target's a big deal in uh, Minnesota? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Was it founded there? I think it was. Had to be. I think I heard that. Yeah, had to be. Target and Prince. Uh, okay. Okay, I'm just be be on the lookout. Maybe we can. Maybe Charcuterie Boys and Winers Edge Winery, Waters Edge Winery, can team up. Collab. Collab. Didn't think about that before, but I think if we just put that in uh, Colin's ear, I think he. But I don't know if that, uh, on that isn't our whole like plan to just like make a bunch of money by also bringing forty dollars wine that we bought for four. Yeah, bucks. that's a good point. That's a good point. All right. I well, maybe about that. we'll see. I forgot about that. Maybe we can use his grocery outlet wine, like what he would give to grocery outlet. Yes, yes. We could be our own our own grocery outlet. Well, we got to get into the grocery outlet first. Yeah, and. Everybody knows that the way to do that is through the wine game. So I'm I'm guessing all of these winemakers, these sommeliers, all these people are in with Grocery Outlet somehow. Right. So if we're in with one of them, we're in with Grocery Outlet, bang, bang, we have our own. Then all of a sudden we're making millions of dollars. Beautiful. Uh, all right, next. I don't know if you saw this. But it's about damn time, John. There's a build your own salad place over by the traffic circle. Oh. You heard about this? What like uh, it's just a salad bar. It's a salad bar. Uh, I don't know exactly what it's called. I think it's called Build Your Own. Oh, Simply Salad. Simply Salad is what it's called. Okay. I don't think it's that bad of an idea. I think I'm out. You hate it. I mean, you got Pizza Mania. You got Straw Hat. Yeah, that's true. Well, here's the thing. You go to a salad place, and salad people are going to be there. It's kind of nice when you're at a pizza place, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to get a salad. You feel better about yourself. You're kind of one up in everyone around you. It's just a healthier alternative. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if I'm going to go to a salad place. That's so true. And talk to the person in line about how good their salad is. But it is right next to, what's that place called? Raising Cane's, Chick-fil-A. Got you know, it. So everybody's going to be going to those spots. So this place might be a little okay. bit, a little empty. Okay. You walk in there, everybody's like, God, look at that guy. Respect him. He's going salad. It's I'll like g- seeing the people jog down the street. I'm like, couldn't be me, but yeah. good for them. 
I'll give it a chance, but I I I don't see good things coming from this. Cause also I'm a salad guy. I'm a salad guy too, but the salad bar, that's not where that place makes their money. So yeah. it's it's fun. It's you get whatever you want. Go over there. I don't need some place weighing out every little every little portion of croutons. You want to put some shaved carrots, that's another two bucks. Because they're making their money on salad. Yeah. It's tough to do. You think they're going to go out of business quick. But yeah. No, because you got all these hip people. that they, All they drink is juice. Yeah, but John, you can make a nice little oriental salad there. A little chicken. A little Chinese chicken salad. That oh, sounds with, pretty good. With the water crescents? Exactly. Oh, man. Or maybe a steak. You could put meats in there. Hey, not all vegetarian. Well. Not not everyone who eats meat hates salad. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. kind of what I was thinking, of, thinking yeah. of there. So it's like Chipotle for salad. Basically, it could be. Okay. I like the salad over there at Chipotle. It's usually what I get. Okay. Because I like the I like the lettuce on the bottom of the bowl. You're okay. not a big Chipotle guy, I could tell. I don't. I- I don't mind it. Have you ever been to Chipotle? I've been to Chipotle many times, but everyone else is craving Chipotle. No, that's not me. That's not me. I am craving McDonald's, though. Might hit it <laughs> later on today. <laughs> How many days in a row do you have to eat there for it to then become an addiction? Because you, I mean, I know you've hit it. Uh, I Yeah, I'm already there. There's no question about it. Do you mix it. it up every time or you get the same, like, two things? No, I usually mix it up. It just depends what the deal is. You ever get the al- apple walnut salad over there? I have, and let me tell you something, John. <laughs> It ain't that bad. Oh, that's good. It ain't that bad. Hey, I'll get the, hey, I'm not going to go there to get the apple walnut salad, but I'll get the apple walnut salad and then a McDouble. Best of both right. worlds. See, that's what I'm saying. You can't do that at Simply Salad. Exactly. So maybe you're, I mean, you're probably right then. Okay. You're probably right. All right. Uh, Yeah. You know what? I guess the guy said they want to build the in and out of salads. I don't know what that means, but... Starts at eight ninety five. Eight ninety five for a salad. Is that a lot? But that that's what I'm telling you. There's no way that eight ninety five even comes close to filling you up. Cardini's Caesar. You're, sounds like you're if you want big. this salad to be your meal, you're spending twenty bucks. And okay. then you're spending twenty bucks on a salad to go. Yeah, I don't want hey, that. Hey, I'll spend twenty bucks for a salad at a nice place. Chili's. Chili, you know, somewhere. Well, I'm thinking like on the water. You got a, you got a nice Chardonnay with you. Oh yeah. Oh man, that sounds good. Now that's a twenty dollars uh-huh. salad. A little like. If uh, I gotta go, if I gotta shake this the sauce in the carton myself. A little like shrimp salad, you know? Oh like, yeah. Uh, a little nice vinaigrette in there. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It sounds like a good idea. I uh, you know what I like is knowing about ceviche. Yeah, that's good because ceviche is that ceviche. Hey, some some of these high school kids, listen. You can learn this. If I'm out to, if I'm gonna go get something to eat by myself, no, no chance I'm getting ceviche. But if you order ceviche among other people, they will always either be impressed or they know they have to act like they're impressed. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. You say ceviche, I was like, oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah, ceviche. Love it, love it. Oh my god, I was gonna say the same thing. I like ceviche, but you're, I, you're, hey, you're, I, hey, me too. No, you're right about it, though. I, you're. It's the most. It's the most culturally appropriate thing to order ever. It's camaraderie. It builds camaraderie. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You order nachos that for for guys that drink beer. That's great, but you know you throw some more diversity in there. If it's got some, a girl in there or something, I don't know. A girl, maybe some people you don't really know that well. Yeah. And they don't want to get they don't want to get in the nacho plate with you. No. But everyone will dip a little chip yeah, in some uh, ceviche. Thousand, thousand yep. percent, thousand percent, thousand. Okay, next. 
I don't know if you saw this. This could be the biggest news that's ever come out of Long Beach for you. Okay. LGB. I'm flying out of Long Beach Airport uh, this tomorrow. Okay. John. So I'll be probably sky high by the time you guys are listening to this show. Uh, LGB has a nonstop trip. Long Beach Airport to New Orleans. Saw it. How excited are you? Well, it's a little late. I know, but hear me out. Our good friend Ryan Pelham has been talking about LSU. Oh, that is true. He's been talking about these Louisiana schools. Okay. One of my questions to Barbie was going to be, what do you think about Ryan Pelham? Ran out of time. Ran out of time. But hey, next time. He's got two years, right? He's a junior. Yeah. So next, this time next year, John, probably around this time, this time next year, we're going to be going to Louisiana. That's true. That is true. So uh, I think it's great. And it's easier to fly out of Long Beach. So it's big, big news for us. I love how Long Beach just, uh, it's just kind of fun. They don't have to do, go everywhere, but they just go to the hip spots. Yeah. They literally, they're like, they're like, where, where do you like young people want to go? Yeah. Long Beach. Yeah. They did. They're doing it right over there. <laughs> like, you know, first we got mad at them for getting rid of JetBlue, but I'm kind of out on JetBlue like, now. No one, no guy. one has ever f- flown Long Beach to save money and visit their family. Right. It's always when you're going on some vacation. It is a lot of hip spots. It's all the hip spots. Denver. Uh, Honolulu, Austin, Portland. Yeah, Portland. Probably Na- Nashville now because Nashville's coming up. Oakland. The hippest. The hippest of the yep. hip. Uh, yeah. So, also, what's our new guy's name? Dalen. Dalen Austin, right? Oh, Dalen Austin. Remember he committed Dalen. to LSU. Oh. So, now we got another in. He's probably going to go, he's going to have to sign some stuff out there, right? Or like get his dorm room situated and stuff like that. I don't mind getting in there. I tell you what, NOLA's a great place. How far is Baton Rouge from from NOLA? I don't know. Well, I thought you were the Louisiana guy. No, I'm a New Orleans guy. Oh, okay. You want to get from Frenchman Street to Bourbon Street? And you can do it? I I could walk it. The French Quarter, huh? Eh? See, we always say the French know what they're doing, and it just... It shows right with that little city out there. In Let Louisiana. me tell you something. The French do not know what they're doing. I think I went to my first ever French restaurant this weekend. Really? You in, have a little uh, in St. Paul. What's the uh, escargot? I didn't have escargot, but what I did have was a raviolo. You oh. ever had that? I've had a ravioli. Is it the same? It's similar. It was it was ravi- rat- ratatouille raviolo. Oh. So a lot of different stuff in there. It was a raviolo means it's one big one. Okay, okay. But I had a knife, chopped it up into you know bite-sized oh, pieces. Little, yeah, you made yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I've seen ratatouille. Great. The French know what they're doing. I I asked the server. It was probably a little annoying. I, I said, "You're bringing bread, right?" John, <laughs> come on, John. <laughs> well. Yeah, because I would have thought, because she was a little late to it. It was like we were sitting there for 20 minutes. She, yeah, John, she's probably busy. But you would think French restaurant, I'm getting bread. And if I'm not, that's going to affect what I order. I can't do one ravioli if I don't got no bread. Right, 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 right. You need to fill up on the bread to have a smaller dinner. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. True. 
Uh, so yeah, ne- this time next year, John, or hey, maybe maybe sometime this season when uh, Dalen has three touchdowns and mm. then needs to go out there, we can hop on the flight with him. Makes sense. I'll book it. Okay. What do we? What did I say, John? I want to be that that loving uncle that'll mm. book your flights and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It, you know, it gets exhausted. Who's gonna check in for you when you got school at seven a.m.? Yep. I could do it. You're gonna wake him up. You're his wake up call. No, I, I'll do it for him, John. I got a question for you. You're traveling a lot this summer, no? You know when you got to check in real, real quick. You know when okay. you got to tr- check in and uh, oh, to go to class. No, 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 I'm talking about your flight. Oh, your flight. Because you need you got your boarding group. Are you A, B, C, D, or E? Yeah, yeah, yeah. B six, John. So quick today. Done. Yeah, it's tough to get A because a lot of pre border. You know, you got your your premium plus borders that get right. the A's. Yeah. B six, John. Easy money, dude. Beautiful. Okay, go ahead. So what were you going to say? You're traveling a lot this summer. Yep. I got a question. Let's say you got tea time, right, in Denver? Yep. Do you trust the hotel guy to wake you up? You ever do the call? I've done the call before. I've done it before, too, but I don't trust it. I Like, uh, you do the call with your alarm, I guess. Yeah. You, you have to. I trust the wake-up call. You do? Yeah. It's never failed me. But you know what has? My alarm. Yeah. You know why? Because my dumb brain sometimes forgets to yeah. switch it to P- a.m. Does, it does, was on p.m. Does the wake-up call have like a snooze feature? Can they call you back too? I think so. Okay. But then they, you feel like they kind of hate you or love you, and either way it's weird? Mm, I think you think that they hate it. Because what are they? they're just trusting their alarm, first of all. Yeah. But they're already awake, though. They're man in the front desk. They're night shift guys. Yeah, well, if someone comes in, they got to check uh, in. Oh, you think they start nodding off? I'm just saying, how are they going to call you if someone's at the... Oh. I don't know how they pull it off. Do you think... Do you think that's the job of one person? He's the wake-up guy? It's, that was from that Seinfeld episode. There's one guy that does the wake-up call? Yeah, but I'm not sure. Is he the concierge? I think that's French, by the way. Uh, see the French. They know what they're doing. Do they? Do, does that one guy, ha- his one job is to call a bunch of people? Because everybody's got different wake-up times, John. You're looking at 6.05, 6.30, 6.36. I mean, I'm assuming that they're not all the same time. And what if they are? Exactly. What if, they're, what if you're doing 12 people going on the same golf trip? What if... What if 60 people want a 6.30 wake-up call, John? See, that's, that's why, impossible that's to why do. I don't trust it. It's impossible to do. If you really think about it, you can't trust it. But somehow they always get it done. Is there multiple yeah. guys back there doing it? There's got to be. I don't know how they do it. Two, two straps in the front, two loops in the back, John. Something, what's it called? <laughs> Something like that. I don't know how they do it. Uh, all right. Next, you got to explain something to me. You ready for this? Yeah. I don't know if you saw this news. I don't see any news. You heard about it. You hear about the news. Listen to this. Beloved monarch butterflies are now listed as endangered. Wait, is this the story from last year? We've, this story's been going on for three or four years since our show even started. It's always the same time of year they release this thing. Yeah, but sometimes there's a thousand of them for some reason. 
And then there's like, ah, oh, there wasn't that many this year. And then there's a thousand. And now they're endangered all of a sudden. Last year, there was too many butterflies. Do we got to get our girl on the horn? I think we do. Let me see if she's quoted in here. Mm, I don't know, but Stuart Pym, who's an ecologist at Duke University, he said it's just a devastating decline. Brutal. What is that lady's name? We got to get her back on the horn. Anna Walker. Anna Walker, is she in it? Yep, she's here. <laughs> what's her What's her title? Uh, a cons- a conservation biologist at New Mexico Biopark Society, and she is like the expert of monarch butterflies. See, like that right there. If you live in New Mexico, you're not. Or the maybe expert. it's Emma Pelton. This. Oh is, yeah, it's Emma. I, it's, I Emma it's Emma Pelton. Pelton. It's Emma Pelton. Yeah, she. she oh yeah, because she's she works at the. Xerxes Society, which monitors the Western butterflies. Yeah, she's the expert. Think- I'm just starting to think. John, I think I was I think I hit the nail on the head last time. They said that there are too many, but I think that they just kept counting the same one because they all look the same. That's so true. And now they're like, fuck, actually, we already counted that one. And then they started counting, they're like, damn, we're down to five. There's definitely too many people who are studying monarch butterflies. If you can quote <laughs> yeah, if so you can true. quote three people in one article. Well, like imagine if imagine if none of these three people knew anything about monarch butterflies. Talk about the butterfly effect. Actually, that would affect no one. Yeah, <laughs> it's the reverse butterfly effect. Yeah, zero people would be affected if these people didn't have this job. I totally agree. And John, you know we've had all these hand, foot, and mouth disease, right? We know we had COVID there for a yep. long time. If we just put all of these people who've been studying butterflies onto those diseases and stuff like that, maybe we got more cures. If Emma Pelton wasn't at the Xerxes Society's tracking butterflies, the only person's life who might change is hers, and she would probably be happier. For sure. I can't imagine that's a fulfilling job. Like, okay, maybe if you, like, study otters or something like that, right, John? Otters are fun. You know, they're they're kind of playful. They swim up on you. They, you know, climb on your shoulder and shit. Butterflies ain't doing shit. You can't even catch them. They can't talk to you. Do you think you know in the cocoon if it's going to be a good one or not? Oh, you look at the cocoon and you're like, that's a big ass. That's going to be a big ass butterfly. I just like to hear you say the word cocoon. (laughs) That was a setup. Well, uh, what do you mean? You say the word cocoon good. Cocoon. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's so modern butterflies, John. They're absolutely back right now. Well, technically they're not back, but they're back in the news. I'm telling monarch butterflies are the seers of animals. Yeah, that's so true. Next year at this time, there's going to be a, a billion mut- butterflies. You know, the temperature, they're all mating and shit. And the year after that, they're going to be endangered again. There's three left and they're all in Mexico or some shit. I'm telling you. All right. I think that's all I got. Oh, I got one more thing for you. This is just uh, 908 in the streets. This is what I'm hearing. Uh, apparently, there's a new water park in like Garden Grove or something like that. You ever heard about this one? Maybe. I'm going to type it in real quick so I get the name. Garden Grove Water Park. Water Park. Here we go. It is called Great Wolf Lodge Water Park. Okay. I'm hearing that this place is unbelievable. Really? And I'm also hearing... There are thousands of MILFs there. Wow. Maybe 
taking a little bit away from the aquarium. Oh. A little, little more, you know, just some more fun things to do over there at the water park. You're sliding the rides and stuff like that. Maybe you don't want to hang out and pet the stingrays, John. This this guy. This guy, Robert Garcia. I know. I was just thinking it. Is Garden Grove not in his new jurisdiction oh. as... as Is it? The, I'm telling you. He's Is unbelievable. It? It's got to be. Because now he has more than just Long Beach. Yeah. Long. He's got to spread the wealth. He's spreading the wealth all over. Gosh, this guy's good. Hey. Say what you want about him. You got to respect it. Yeah. Hey, the best in the biz. Great. Okay. Great Wolf Lodge in the city of Garden Grove. I think we should go. It looks pretty epic. And I think you can like stay in a hotel and shit out there. It's an actual there. water park. Like, am I going to be impressed or is it like four, four rides? I don't think it's like, uh, I don't think it's like a Soak City. I don't think it's like one of those or like a Wild Rivers Rest in Peace, which I may think maybe it's back. But I think Great Wolf Lodge is like a, like a hotel, like embassy suites, but also like a water park attached to it. Something okay. like that. You have to stay at the embassy suites to go? No, 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 no. You stay at the Great Wolf Lodge. Oh. that's It's like a hotel, but also a water park. So you have to stay? I don't think you have to. Okay. But hey, get the boys going over there a little bit. Well. Start. Milfs are there. Just, you know, hang out. Shoot the shit. <laughs> you know? I Hey. Hey. I'm not saying that I'm going to go, but I'm saying that there might be some people out there that this is probably a good idea. Garden Grove is what, like 15 minutes away? Right there off the 22, John. Right off the 22. You know, you got the big Russell Wells, Russell Westbrook Hyundai over there. Yeah. Uh, I like Garden Grove. Okay. Sublime sings about it in that one song. Took a trip. The song's called Garden Grove, actually. You're right. Uh, all right. Hey, just keep it in mind. That's all I got. John, you got anything else? Uh, No. I have a 908 Athlete of the Week. Sources are telling me. These are what sources are saying, John. Our good friend, Alex Seguin. Remember, we had mm. him on our show. Yep. Former Wilson baseball player. Former, well, played at LBCC there for a little bit. Alex Seguin, breaking news, just committed to Arkansas Little Rock. No way. Yep. And just when we thought we didn't have any of our athletes in Arkansas like we wanted, yeah, yeah, we finally got one. One of the one of the truly great states. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Arkansas is down there with with uh with New Mexico. I don't know, John. Have you been? I've been to Arkansas. You've been to Arkansas? Yes. What well, you didn't like it? It is depressing. Have you been to Little Rock? No. Maybe it's maybe it's great. Hey, I know it's a little bit better now that our guy's going there. Little Rock is the capital in Arkansas, I believe. Yeah. I didn't mean to put it down. I think he's going to have a great time. You know, it's also what I heard is he hasn't been there yet. Okay. He committed, but hasn't been there yet. We'll see. Met a great guy from, from uh, Arkansas one time at, at a bar, and he was talking my ear off about Arkansas. I what was it? Uh, he just he gave me a lot of great facts. Okay. Uh, he, he seemed like a great, normal guy. But then I did go into Arkansas. Well, because Memphis is right by Arkansas. Okay. Memphis, there's West Memphis is part is in the state of Arkansas. Truly a top five city. Memphis is great. West Memphis is it's just a little depressing. But it's like all they got is a casino, and it's like everyone from five miles around is just in Arkansas. In in West Memphis. Oh, okay, okay. It's not I, like that's not their best. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. They're all sitting in there. It's depressing. They got Mexican food that tastes like soup. The beans taste like soup. Okay. It just wasn't a great place. 
in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Hey, this but Little Rock. You never know. I want to go. I want to go to. I would like to go to Little Rock. Oh, we got to put it on our trip. How close is Arkansas to Louisiana? So first, we got to go up and see our. Is Johnny? Is Johnny Five still playing up there in uh, Colorado? He's got to be graduated. Yeah, but was he still there? Maybe. Maybe he got oh, a gig out there. It was huh? doing. What is he doing? Like laying high beams or something? Probably killing it. Yeah, he's you know, crazy. I you know how he is. Uh, maybe we got to visit him. Then we got to go hit. Uh, is uh, Ali Morales? What's her? What's her name? <laughs> she's now? in law school. Well, Al, uh, forget. Shoot. She's got a new name. Yeah. Well, I think that's name. her other her real name or something like that, right? She's going by her real name now. Yeah. She's out there in Champaign, Illinois. Then we maybe take a little trip down to Arkansas, visit Alex Seguin. Yep. Then we hit Louisiana. Direct flight back. Direct flight back. Easy. Beautiful. Long Beach to Denver. Denver. It's it's perfect. perfect. Use use the non-stops from the Long Beach airport to your advantage. John. Yep. Yep. All right. That's it. You got anything else? Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, life is great in the 908, John. Shoot or shoot. So shoot your shot. What you gonna do when I come through bad? Stop me, your game looks sloppy, you need more practice, maybe you like this, to enjoy the game by midway, I can drive around you, even shoot a trait, a three-point threat, no sweat, you can bet, back it out and fade away our net, hang time. You know the rules, crossover dribbles, taking you to school like that next time. Remember who you're playing, you get no mercy, know what I'm saying? If you reach, I'ma teach, too far to lay up, catch you on a rebound, game over, stay up. Yeah, what you gonna do when I come through? Oh, what you wanna yeah. do? Hang time, y'all, you know what I'm saying?